0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and
1: more affordable than you might think.
0: Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
1: You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our
2: FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com.
3: Come back. Thank you for tuning in to Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday Night Edition. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can call 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight. It is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Peakless Mountaineer and. Kahuna. Uh, before we go on, I want to say thank you to Barbara Durant. Barbara is a silver level amplifier, which means she gives $5 per month to help get this very radio program onto more radio stations. We're on somewhere around a uh, couple hundred right now. We could be on 250, we could be on 300, 350 radio stations, not out of the question. It's all up to you. Do you value the message of freedom, peace, liberty, and prosperity? Do you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the topics that we bring up? Then please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. We only ask for five bucks a month. That's the silver level. There's other levels. There's gold and platinum and a couple other ones. I can't think. So if you want to contribute more, you're welcome to. It is a Patreon type of a setup. So when you do contribute, uh, you get some benefits, some perks, if you will, for doing so. But that's not why you should amp. You should amp because you want to get the message of freedom spread uh, as far and wide as possible and help get this show on a more radio station. So thank you again, Barbara Durant, for your contributions. We appreciate you. Alright, uh, we're going to uh, let's say Segway Whiplash. <laughs> it's a new hour. It's a
4: new topic. It's a new time.
3: This from I don't remember where this came from. Does this you kahuna? The Orwellian oh. Yeah. federal officials roll out airport facial recognition technology with the promise of a drum roll, please. <laughs> Strengthening privacy.
4: <laughs> wow! <Yes. laughs> you know, you know it. It is exactly what they promised. Orwellian, because that is some double thinking, double think,
3: D- double speak, double speak. Our malls and stadiums next. The very small, tiny, micro headline reads underneath it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: To strengthen your oh. privacy, we're just going to make sure that the computer can identify you and track your movements. Do it for your convenience and privacy. See, now, convenience, I believe. <laughs> privacy, You can no. totally make the world way more convenient for me by spying the crap out of me. <laughs> this... Definitely, but for my privacy?
3: What is their argument? Not not even the first entire sentence. The first phrase. In what some might consider Orwellian doublespeak. (laughs) Some. Yo. In what actually is Orwellian doublespeak. I'm just making editorial corrections as (laughs) we we go. go. Federal officials are rolling out facial recognition technology at airports with a claim that they are, quote, Strengthening privacy, unquote. <laughs> Jesus, man! Like you can't make this uh, stuff up. You you just reality is so twisted <laughs> that like even the the best like fiction writers and those the imagineers of our time like they can't make it up
4: well you see in order to fight communism we just have to centrally control and plan the means of production and distribution so that each power comes from those able to those who need it because that's how you defeat communism and the way we defeat fascism is making sure that there's no separation between corporation and state and maybe being a little racist later
3: But it's for your protection.
4: Well, how are we supposed to defeat fascism and communism? (laughs) Unless we're well protected. Exactly. So to protect your privacy, (laughs) we're just going to make sure that the computer can scan your face and know where you are all the time.
3: Now, uh, based on this next sentence, I feel like uh, they are definitely targeting, let's just say, the average human being, or perhaps less than average Mm -hmm. when it comes to writing or at least knowledge. The Transportation Security Administration, TSA, an agency of the Federal Department of Homeland Security, DHS. Like, really, do you need to spell that out <laughs> to me? Like, like, I didn't know what the TSA I, I, was. I,
5: you know, the sad thing is, I think, yes, like you said, for, for a certain segment of the population, you do need to spell it out. Uh, honestly, I didn't know what TSA
4: stood for. Oh you uh, like it is really? so it is so frequently it's, uh, just TSA. Okay. It's that touch- I had completely forgotten what it stood for. okay, fair
5: enough.
3: Touching because some- no
4: one uses the actual words. Right. And that's how they get us. Uh,
3: touching some ass, right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Total sex no tyrannical sexual assault? Yeah, uh, there you the go. TSA? Uh, the Transportation Security Administration. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Is is what it stands for, which is a a sub-agency <laughs> of the DHS. Department of Homeland, homeland Security. Homeland, the homeland. I don't have a funny They must protect the homeland.
5: It is for your safety. We must
4: weave together all of the intelligence agencies into one place to so, protect the homeland.
3: This, uh, this apparent combination of uh, dual, triple acronyms posted a, quote, facial recognition technology fact sheet. Using that term as it acknowledged, or sorry, it announced the expansion of its new screening technology from nearly 30 airports to more than 400.
5: I don't even know how many airports there are. So, I mean, even one is bad. 400 sounds about right for the U.S. I mean, how many are there just in the United States? Are there. Are there a thousand? Well, I don't well, know. and then
3: there's like, there's municipal airports right. and that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. like, not all of them are like international airports so or hubs or Presumably whatever. they're starting with the big cities, I'm guessing. I assume so as well. Yeah. yeah. They start with the NFL cities and then right. you know, expand from there. Yeah. So quick question.
4: How long ago was it that talking about this would have gotten you
3: labeled nuts? Oh, like uh, five ten minutes ago?
4: <laughs> I mean, seriously. like Could, could yeah, we, yeah. Could we yeah, just yeah. once not skip directly from the that's an insane thing to right. think will ever yeah. happen yeah. to yeah. the of course that's what's happening and it's I, good? I'm could pretty sure. Could we stop sure. between those two points just
5: well, once? Well, I mean, 1984 was written when? In the 30s 48. or 40s? 40s? Well, it was
3: yeah, published 1948
5: in 1948 and the
3: reason he called it 84 is because he just inverted Invered, the last okay, so numbers. Okay, so that's... Uh, so probably written in you so
5: 75 years ago, yeah. 75 years. So clearly back then, um, I'm assuming it wasn't around back then, but people were reading this and just shocked like, oh, my God, can you imagine living in a world like that? It's that's that's insane.
3: And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> <Fast> <laughs> like, to 2024. Yep, that's the way it is.
4: Well, and I think it's because he didn't include a solution. Like thanks for the warning but that's not how humans work. Yeah. Like if you if you feed humans a narrative and they start really caring about that narrative, mm-hmm. they weave themselves into it. That's just how people yeah. are built. Yeah. So there he is giving us this narrative that is very compelling, very interesting mm-hmm. and totally dystopian. And what happened? We used it as a
3: friggin' manual. It's a playbook, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Orwell's rolling over in his grave going, I told you! Yeah. I told you! <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> should have told us
4: how to get out of it. Uh-huh. How to get around I, this. You should have mm-hmm. given us a little
3: Smith dude that was, here's how I subverted their I network. Know that, I don't know that he had that answer. Right? When, when he's right, like, so first of all, there's, there's two schools of thought with, with people like Orwell. Uh, one is uh, that he had a great imagination and was able to sort of use logic to go, okay, well, at some point in the future, here's what I sort of foresee is no, going that's to happen. Not it. Uh, the other school of thought that I heard was that, um, you know, he's clairvoyant. Uh, he's able to travel in time in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> No, that's w- not whether it. through his dreams or through uh, a visionary process, and actually see. No. What life was going to be no. like. In Orwell the future. is really simple actually. He was in the club he,
4: like Aldous Huxley, these are guys that were in the world controller socialist club. Mm -hmm. He was like one of those, like, he was an anarcho-communist basically. Like, one of those like, uh, yeah, yeah, he was one of those idealistic communists that saw, you know, the working people being taken advantage of, and so he was like, no, we, we need to get rid of this class structure. The political and economic classes are things that we need to get rid of. So there he was, he got invited to all the clubs and he's talking to all of these socialists who are authoritarian socialists so they're talking about okay yeah we think we can implement this and then we'll implement this and then we'll implement this and by the time we get to here they won't even know how we got there well what about what about huxley then eldest huxley because same like- story same story he was in the like now huxley he was actually part of one of those uh uh Ancient eugenicist families, where like them being part of this technocracy goes back for generations and generations. Yeah. And like, look at what his brother was doing, working very much in the opposite direction. And so he's just kind of in this world, and he's like, I. I can't publicly talk about this, can I? (laughs) Like, like, how am I going to let people know that there are these people who are
3: planning to make this reality? Like, I bring up the clairvoyant slash time travel thing uh, for the same reasons I do uh, when talking about Nikola Tesla, Mm. right? Because I'm thinking about uh, if if I were Nikola Tesla and I was able to somehow see you know, 2024, like I was you know, visually transported, I'm standing on the street of like New York City, and there's all these people wandering around with these magic rectangles in their mm-hmm. hand, and it's doing all these amazing things, right? You know, we would think it's magic coming from back then, mm-hmm. right? And so you would describe it in this very sort of overtly magical way, which is what we get from Tesla, we get it from Huxley, we get it from Orwell, and a number of other people too, right? People who like to predict things science fiction writers, mm-hmm. Gene Roddenberry, for frick's sakes. You know what I mean? Like, all these guys, like, sort of have these visions of what the future might be. Many of them have come true, not necessarily because they traveled in time, right? That's just, you know, something that I think about from time to time. How could they, how else would they describe this stuff the way they did unless they traveled through time and were unable to accurately describe it? And thus, you know, gave the works that they did. Well,
4: Tesla in particular was less so of that. So his big thing was that he was able to just look at nature and then apply it to science. Mm-hmm. So you know, at, at the time, like electricity was kind of like a newly uh, accessible technology. Like we had just figured out how to start wiring up houses at right, that yeah, point. Yeah.
3: And <laughs> DC, not AC. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so
4: so he's studying all of this stuff, but he has a keen eye for nature and what he sees in nature everywhere is that it cycles mm-hmm. things go up and then they go down and then they go up and then they go down and then he's looking at electricity and it's like well you're just you're just shoving It's like, no, there's got to be an easy way to move this a give and take right into a system where it is up and then down. And it turns out by doing that, uh, you're basically just taking a step out of the process. (laughs) Like turns out like, yeah, nature was giving you uh, well, we give it a negative and then we get a positive. (laughs) And then you had to like reverse that to all positive. And he just took that out of it and it turns out if you take that yeah, out of it
3: it's way more efficient
4: right right yeah. then you can carry that electrical energy over a way further uh, distance, distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you had to kind of turn it back into direct current to uh, operate all the devices that we'd figured out
3: for those of our listeners who are familiar with my penchant my ability to invent what's known <laughs> as the portmanteau uh, if you take uh uh, George Orwell and Aldous Huxley, they become Huxwell. <laughs> they're just one person now. They're just called Huxwell, Georges, <laughs>
4: Georges Huxwell, Aldorge,
3: Aldorge, Aldorge uh, Huxwell. I think is anyway. so. All that to say, let's come back to the TSA now uh, and what they're doing. Must we? Well, no, but no, I do want to so hear. They won't
4: do, stop. Is the argument in this article of how this increases our privacy? Because I got to hear this. <laughs> yeah.
3: TSA. This is from their 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 fact sheet. TSA strives to enhance security effectiveness and improve operational efficiency while creating an enhanced traveler experience <coughs> and strengthening privacy. Enhanced travel experience. The agency is using second generation credential authentication technology scanners as travelers entering the screening process. The CAT-2 units are currently deployed at nearly 30 airports nationwide, and we will expand to the more than 400 federalized airports over the coming years
4: don't the, think of it as a flagrant violation of your rights and decency
3: well just think of it as an enhanced experience i mean the the, the author pointed out at the top of this article double speak which actually doesn't occur believe it and i think they mentioned that in the article like double speak isn't a term that happens in orwell's writings it's just double think right applied mm, right. to speech yeah. right so that's where double speak comes from you get the idea right most people do The fact sheet repeatedly referred to privacy in a positive light while using additional terms like enhancement, convenience, and respect. Here's another excerpt. TSA introduced facial recognition technology into the screening process at select airports. The facial recognition technology represents a significant security enhancement and improves traveler convenience. All digital IDs eligible for use at select TSA checkpoints follow the current international open standards developed by the International Organization for Standardization and provide enhanced security and privacy by design. So, So there
4: is no argument, then. They're just adding this to the – because, like – I, I see what they're doing here. So uh, enhanced security, definitely. Yeah, like yeah, there is there's like this is harder to get through. Hold for that sure. thought.
3: Let me let me read the last enhanced, sentence. Enhanced. <laughs> hold, uh, hold, hold it. Hold it. TSA policy requires that TSOs, TSA workers, show each traveler respect and ensure their privacy is protected. Okay, go on. That was the last <laughs> line of that excerpt. Like they're not actually. Ensuring any privacy they just want the the tsa employees to ensure the travelers that their privacy is being right, protected right. Uh, don't worry
4: peakless well no so you're At talking TSO, about oh sure
3: you're uh, this well
4: okay so perhaps to ensure, ensure means you actually make the thing happen so if i ensure your privacy <laughs> i would do things like not scan your friggin face yeah right <laughs> Now, if I were to assure your privacy, then I would tell you, don't worry. This is for your privacy. It's like, okay, security. Sure. I mean, not actually, because all of the tests that uh, TSA has ever taken, they fail. Like 85% of them. Um, Enhanced uh, convenience. Totally. Abso-friggin-lutely. I mean, they will get to the point where they have tracked you so thoroughly that you don't need uh, to do a bunch of things you used to need to do and and privacy
5: i i actually experienced this recently
3: the facial recognition yes did you feel like your privacy was enhanced
5: absolutely <laughs> or respected yeah i it, it was not at an airport um i went on a cruise a couple months ago oh, with my family oh, Francis schmancy yeah and i don't know if you've ever been on a cruise when you come back into port there's a there's a, a building was it like the the rock and roll cruise where all the rock bands go on it, that particular one was not the rock and roll cruise. Okay, I'm right. thinking about going on one of those actually. Yeah. But um, so you come into the building and before you go to the place where you pick up your luggage, mm-hmm. there's the customs agents, right? And okay. so I hadn't been on a cruise since I don't know, 2018 or 19. So since that time, so I'm, I take out my passport cause that's one of the things, you know, Yep. basically what you used to do is you would show that they'd ask you a few stupid questions, right? And it said, you know, go on your way. Um, this time as we're approaching that area, there's, there's workers saying, uh, we have a new policy. Uh, you don't have to take your passport out. We have facial recognition.
3: Oh my gosh.
5: So, but she's like, it's, it's optional. But the thing was, is I'm walking toward, and I can see where the agents are. You kind of, ha- you, you're kind of like forced to walk by like the scanner things. Okay. So I'm you're in
3: the general I, vicinity. Yeah, yeah. So
5: I'm walking towards, cause I don't want to do the facial recognition. Yeah. I don't really even want to do the agent, but um, so I w- I'm walking towards that. And as I walked, in, as I'm walking towards the agent, all of a sudden on the screen, it must have scanned me, you know, wherever the, wherever the readers are. Yeah. And nice green, nice big green circle, check mark, like identity verified, please proceed. Wow. Just out of nowhere. Out of you nowhere. Totally yeah. And, I, and I didn't know it. that, you know, until like 10 seconds before I got to the. That area, that's when you hear these workers saying, you don't have to take your passport out. There's there's new facial recognition technology. So I experienced that, like, a couple months ago. I wonder if they have
3: uh, something equivalent to that called middle finger recognition technology. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh,
4: I'm sure they do, actually. It, it'll scan your fingerprint and mark you as a dissonant. Right. Well, yeah. you see, the problem was your privacy was like tangible and practical so they enhanced it into a purely theoretical abstract <laughs> privacy <I got> it. <laughs> it's enhanced privacy oh my god you you have spiritual privacy now I, uh, oh uh, do we not use that word yet you and, have
5: uh yeah and, digital privacy yeah 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 that one i mean not surprisingly like so i was so, i was so shocked and then I, tur- I was with my mother i said i said i don't think i like that mom you know and she's like yeah i don't like it either and i said i said I mean, she knows how what what yeah. I believe and everything, and I, I said I I think that's a really bad thing. I mean, it just I, it's so awful. How could
3: like how can anybody go? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, right? Like, right. yeah. Well, do you want the yeah. terrorists <laughs> to win? I don't imagine anyone like having this. Uh, I I don't you know this magical experience, right? For lack of a better uh, term to describe it, this this un, uh, I don't know, like. I feel like it violates consent if they do it before you can consent. Yeah. Right? Like, no, you don't have permission to scan my face. Yeah. I mean, to be fair... Most of the world is covered in cameras these days, Correct. right? If you're in anything that resembles, not even like an actual urban environment, but if you're in a place that resembles, like some of these small towns and cities, like mm-hmm. they think they're bigger than they actually are. So they have all the big city tech, like mm. like cameras everywhere, yep. right? Stoplight yeah. like cams yep. and red light, you know, all that kind of crap, right? So... And then everybody's got these—everybody's subscribing to this stupid ring thing Mm -hmm. from Amazon, Mm -hmm. and, like, cops can just hijack your feed whenever they want to. Mm -hmm. They can use your camera for any purpose. They can use it to track you down. They can Mm -hmm. use it to find out what your patterns are. When do you come and go every day? If Mm -hmm. it's attached to your uh, Android or iDevice, then it will, uh, unless you tell it otherwise— It will use it to remind you, hey, by the way, you parked your car a block and a half around the corner instead of your usual spot. Today, your commute will take you 25 minutes instead of 38. No, it's creepy.
4: (laughs) Well, Captain, you just want the terrorists to win. And this is how you get (laughs) 9-11s, by
3: just willy-nilly not
4: scanning everyone's irises when they
3: come into the country. What I want is to be a free man and travel from point A to point B without technology tracking my every frickin' pace. Uh, that's that's so
5: like 1970. Well, I, mean, I am I am that's, old. It's so, crazy.
3: You know my 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 uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, my desire? No, my eventuality of becoming like the grumpy old man who shakes fists at clouds. It's slowly coming through. 603-283-6160. More about this. More of your calls. More free talk live is still on the way. Don't go anywhere.
7: news update. The White House rejects the special counsel's report which details specific issues with Joe Biden's memory. At Friday's daily briefing, White House Counsel spokesman Ian Sams says Robert Herr should not have said the president is an elderly man with a poor memory.
6: We just reject that this is true. And and I think that I think that it, it does raise questions about the gratuitousness and it raises, you know, makes you wonder why that's in there.
7: In other news, folks across the United States busy shopping for Super Bowl snacks. Stuff to put on the grill, chip and dip, and plenty of beverages. And while the game is in play, there's been plenty of prep to keep everyone inside the stadium in Las Vegas safe. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas.
2: Our priority is the safety and security of everyone in attendance, and that is what we are focused upon. And I'm Laura Winters,
7: USA News
6: Thank mm-hmm. you.
2: Appreciate what we do. Help us advertise, market, and promote for just five dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
3: Again, 603-283-6160. It's the final half hour of tonight's episode of Free Talk Live. Uh, We might still have time for you. Uh, In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me. Beakless Mountaineer and... Kahuna, And uh, we've been talking about this excerpt from... Where's this from? Frontline.news. Frontline Doctors, yeah.
4: And since we're talking about facial recognition, I want people to know there are solutions to this. Like, there's special uh, uh, glasses that you can wear. There are ways of doing uh, your makeup and your hair in ways that are uh, uh, asymmetrical and basically do uh, camouflage to your face. So that the computers don't even recognize that it is a face. So there are definitely ways to circumvent
3: this technology. Yeah, the, the information, well, it's out there. Is, is it, what was the show? It's The it's Truth, out is, there. There. The truth is Out There, X-Files. Thank you, X-Files, yeah.
4: I, I saw a series recently. Which with, is why you should always trust the FBI and in their investigations uh, of the paranormal.
3: I, uh, <laughs> I saw a series recently with Gilligan Anderson. I'm sorry, Jillian Anderson. She spells it with a G, so I was pronounce it Gil- wrong. Gil- <laughs>
4: oh yeah, Gil.
3: I mean Jill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it wasn't a very good series. But uh, we were talking about this facial recognition being deployed in airports, and we can continue talking about that, but uh, let's go to the uh, possibly most appropriately named caller that we could while we're talking about this happening in A airports. caller? No, he's totally screened. Oh. His name is Jet. You're on Free Talk oh. Live.
2: Yeah, how's it going? Um, I was thinking as you were talking about this stuff that, uh, well, let me say this first. I, um, I like to tune into these First Amendment auditors once in a while to get a little education on how they do things. Oh, yeah. But but as, but as I was writing down the notes, I thought, I think we're living in the movie Idiocracy on the <laughs> one hand because, I mean, we know that government is a psyop. you know, it's just, it's just what everybody is made to think that is right and wrong and this kind of thing. But here we are. And I also wanted to mention, Did you know that Nevada had this primary this last week? Did you ever talk about that?
3: Uh, I did not.
2: Republican primary where where Trump did not participate and Nikki Haley was beat out by none of the above.
3: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I did see that headline. I didn't have a chance to look into it. I thought it might be clickbait, but uh, I saw it more than one time, and like that tickles me like nothing else. Yeah, and it wasn't
5: even close. I know it wasn't even close. Really? Oh, yeah. That's
4: amazing. Hey, I'm glad that we finally found a place that votes for who deserves the power. <laughs> None of the above. Well, I,
2: think that, I think we should get rid of all these different parties like Democrats, Republicans, and just in, just install the Idiocracy Party. But um, I was, I'm watching the First Amendment auditor thing, and this guy really wasn't the First Amendment auditor. He was just uh, a civilian or a person walked in the street that, uh, that knew the tricks. So he was stopped in the parking lot by these cops under some false impression that he could, he was potentially inebriated and uh, they wanted to see his ID.
3: Okay.
2: And, and he said, I'm not showing the ID. Of course, they come up with the same old thing. Well, we need to see your ID because <laughs> whenever we are called to a situation, we have to investigate. And in our investigation, we have to know who we're talking to. And he responds by his, but I don't have to give you an ID unless I have been lawfully arrested for a crime. He said, what's the crime? And they said, the failure to identify.
3: (laughs) You're under arrest for resisting arrest, but you haven't arrested me yet. Well, stop resisting. Exactly.
2: And you don't, you don't realize how many Police do this very same thing, whether it's trespassing or failure to identify. You, you can't trespass me from a public building, well yes we can. Well you can't because they haven't committed a crime. He said, what's the crime? Trespassing. I mean, <laughs> are these are these people truly that lacking in intelligence, yes. or is it a trick?
4: No. That, so the enforcement is truly that lacking in intelligence. And as we covered earlier, you are not allowed to be a police officer if you have an IQ over a certain level. Right. Now, as far as the people who are commanding them, they are not stupid people. Those are evil people. And it's important okay. to keep it straight. Yeah,
2: but that's it's just something I wanted to throw in there because I heard the discussion about uh, the double speak double think rethink circular logic all this kind of stuff it's it's like i, I was saying we're living in the movie
4: yeah but, well uh, and and it's it, it it's that narrative structure and just like all of these stories where you have the big bad that is actually you know a, a conniving you know intelligence and then you have their enforcer the dragon as the uh uh tv tropes will tell you yeah. uh who is not smart but very powerful that is exactly how things work. The cop on the street is not smart, but they will shoot you and call an infinite number of people to shoot you if you resist. But the person telling them right. what to do is very smart.
2: Okay, I'll take your word for that. I um, because I wanted to do something similar to the First Amendment auditing thing um, here soon. I, I've been calling around to the departments and asking them, you know, how do they respond to this? What's their, what are their rules? That kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and over in Cordelini, Idaho, I got the best response. I mean, they were, they were, I guess they've learned their lesson because the Fimbola said, yeah, we just, you know, these people do what they're doing unless they're actually creating some kind of a big problem.
3: Nice. Mm.
2: So yeah, which is odd because there was this one auditor or if you can call him that the, uh, what's it called? Anna I guess, and whatever, whatever, the press name is, he, uh, has, it's a very odd name from, okay. um, Long Island, New York. Um, and he was here in Coeur at one time and got totally harassed by the police and had to educate them and was almost arrested, that kind of thing, just from setting up his camera outside a liquor store, which is run by the state. Much like there in New Hampshire, yeah, and uh, and yeah, it was it was quite the thing where they had to they had to gather a half a dozen cops around, and at that point they're all trying to talk to you. You don't know who's supposed to be in charge and all this stuff. But still, um, what I want to do with the um, videoing and that is, I'm going to go around to various large churches. I'm okay. going to set up my camera and when people come to ask me what i'm doing of course initially i'll be evasive but then i'll finally give in and say well i'm i'm just filming those people who are uninterested in helping the homeless
3: anyway <laughs> <laughs> which is most people right yeah
2: that's, that's <laughs> amazing what kind of reaction i get out of i've got to work up my dialogue after that it's, that's all
3: I had for today, sorry. <laughs> hey, Jet, thank you so much for the call and for being a listener. We appreciate you. Call us back whenever you want to. Uh, 603-283-6160. Uh,
4: this article and I feel obligated to point out that these are
3: just people with no more rights than you or I. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's generally the uh, his calling card. Yeah. So I appreciate you filling that in for him. I'm sure he does, too. Uh, this article goes on to talk about uh, this TSA facial recognition, and even though everything we've talked about, like, uh, okay, it's in like 30 select airports now, it's they're rolling it out to 400, which doesn't sound like select to me, sounds mm-hmm. like all, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, the app exempts illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. What? That's the next thing it says. The app exempts illegal aliens. Some have taken to Twitter to point out that if the technology was truly for the security of passengers, there would be no exceptions, particularly not for those who break the law entering the U.S. and refuse to identify themselves. Uh, The NY Post publicized the TSA sign referred to in, there's a post here about uh, a Twitter post, Uh, but it adds that almost half a million illegal aliens can use a government app, allowing them to fly without any picture at all, and they can even refuse a request that they take a picture on the spot. And so here's an excerpt. If you're rushing to the airport and forget your photo ID, good luck being allowed on the plane, but many migrants without an acceptable form of identification, according to airport signs, don't need a photo. They get special treatment. Migrants who have entered the country using President Biden's new CBP, Customs and Border Protection, one app, at least 422,000 of them can fly domestically without a photo ID. Hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, so I'm going to go to the airport and be like, I'm an illegal yeah. immigrant.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, do you attention. have the illegal immigrant
5: app? <laughs> I mean, how hard can it be to download that that thing? You've got to be
4: a card-carrying
3: illegal immigrant. How hard can it be to download the app, right? I mean, yeah, can't be that hard. I've downloaded apps, haven't you? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Is this the way through the line? (laughs) A sign posted in Miami International Airport tells migrants: one, notify the TSA officer (laughs) that you are a migrant; (laughs) two. The TSA officer will take a photo, optional, in parentheses. Three, if requested, provide your alien identification number or biographic information. What?
5: Alien what's identification a, what's, an a, what's an alien identification number? I have no
4: idea. I mean, the my dystopian guess is that they're like, yeah, well, we've just decided to have all of the horrors of a social security number. <laughs> Without, like, a social security <laughs> number.
3: Take it, this continues. This is still from the sign. Taking a photo would allow the Transportation Security Administration officer to confirm the person boarding matches the person pictured in the CBP app. But the airport sign repeats, photo capture <laughs> is voluntary. The migrant trying to board could be anybody. Emphasis added. Mm. They have, they have a picture of it. Oh my god! Yeah, sure enough. Oh, and then number four: follow officer instructions. <laughs> now, I guess they are referring to them as officers, right? The TSA yeah. employees are TSOs, yeah. tyrannical safety officers, yeah. right, exactly. Something like that.
4: Now, uh, is it alien identification or alien registration?
3: uh Alien identification number or biographic information. Like,
4: here's, I can't even find. That here's then. my
3: biography. <laughs> Uh, frontline.news, you can find a link to either the sign or a post of the sign on the, on the twit face, uh, newyorkpost.com has a screen cap of the sign, a non-U.S. citizen document validating UCPB1, CBP1 technology. Uh, And so there it is. Uh, Doublespeak. All this raises the question of whether the government's description of its facial recognition technology as convenient and ensuring privacy is political doublespeak. I don't think there's any question. This article has thoroughly vetted whether or not there's any doubt in my mind that this is Huxwellian doublespeak. Huxwellian. That's right. Just Work. take your soma and go back to sleep, Captain. I, I worked the, I worked the, uh, the dystopian portmanteau into the conversation today. Big we brother could, is in control. We we just take your shorten that up. to the disto, the T E A U, dystopian <laughs> portmanteau, disto, dystopian. dystopian. Helpful. Uh, okay. All this raises the question. Blah blah blah. Helpful professor defines that term, while. Also providing the background to its entry into the English language. So, more from uh, officials. The term speak derives from two concepts in George Orwell's famous novel 1984 the term double think and newspeak. Ah, that's right, yes, yes. Frequently occur in the novel, but doublespeak does not. Doublespeak is the language that deliberately distorts disguises, obscures, hides, or reverses the meaning of words. It may also refer to intentional ambiguity or inversion of meanings. In the latter case, doublespeak is used to hide the truth or distort it. Here's how George Orwell describes political speech in 1984. Quote, In our time, political speech and writing are largely the defense of the indefensible. Thus, political language has to consist largely of euphemism, question-begging, and sheer cloudy vagueness. The great enemy of clear language is insincerity, insincerity. Where there is a gap between one's real and one's declared aims, one turns, as it were, instinctively to long words and exhausted idioms. William Lutz was the communications consultant who convinced President George Bush in 2002 to abandon the phrase "global warming" in favor of "climate change" in a marketing ploy. Let's describe double speak in more detail.
4: Yeah, we don't want to get it, locked it, into something that's it, measurable it, when we're manipulating it, the population to have global governance. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I mean, what I, what I was thinking about. Double, I mean, so an example that I can think of in recent times. Um. Different topic, but
3: the Patriot Act. Well, that would be the least patriotic
5: thing ever written, right? (laughs) But the the COVID vaccine, right? So vaccine, as we probably know, that they actually redefine what that term means. Okay, thanks to COVID. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't have the meaning that we've had for ages. Where you know, in my mind, basically, if you get something, if you put something in your body that's a vaccine, then Either you're not going to get it or is an is extremely low chance you're going to get it. Right. So obviously
3: the jab now is not that. And, okay. and generally the vaccine was made up of a little bit of the thing. Right. Yeah. So that right. your body could build up the immunities to right. it. But, they, but they, keep the using,
5: they keep using the word. Yeah. Okay. And, and people keep getting something put in their body so, that, that doesn't do what a vaccine really does. Right. But so they keep the, using that word. because word they literally it literally means yeah. of the cow. Of the cow.
4: Yeah, okay. it's like yeah. another word for bovine. Okay. Like vaccine bovine. Bovine, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. same idea. So right. the reason was because the, where it started was if you cut cowpox, mm-hmm. you wouldn't catch smallpox. Okay. And that's where they first discovered this, so they started deliberately infecting people with cowpox yep. because there was a smallpox e- epidemic. Yeah. So Why didn't it they just... just
3: name it Big Pox? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it
4: but yeah no they, they'd found that the milkmaids were completely immune to uh to smallpox yep. and they couldn't figure out why for the longest time until yep. they realized oh you guys caught cowpox like every single one of you yeah and then you got over it ah uh, okay. right so so they would deliberately infect people with cowpox so that yep. they would be immune to smallpox okay so two things number one yes Exactly what you're saying. What we used to do is we'd have like either something similar or a weakened version of the Mm -hmm. thing so that your body could learn how to fight that thing and not be susceptible to it. And number two, isn't it something that they're telling you, you need to get the cow like Yes, (laughs) get the cow thing.
3: I can't even, I can't even tell you guys how much modern society, even in the U S resembles a, a farm. Right um you know we are all cows the milk that we give is well money that is taken from us via this thing called taxation Well no 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 the the the
4: taxation's the method by which they extract the milk so that's more like the milking machine what they're actually getting out of us is life's effort yes yes life's effort and human creative
3: capacity yeah yeah which is more annoying yeah right it's like it, it makes you go Wait, that's even worse. Like, oh, they're taxing you. They're taking some of your money. They're stealing from me. No, that's horrible. Well, actually, the taxation is just the mechanism that they use to steal from you. Mm -hmm. What they're actually taking for you is your life's energy.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever it is that makes humans human, whatever you want to call that, that's what they're taking from you. No. They're taking a little piece of what someone would call your soul. Mm-hmm. It's just that printing money is the easiest way of taxing, and taxing is the easiest way of getting that special
3: sauce so that they can profit from it and you don't. Yeah, like overt slavery, where, like, uh, somebody owned 100% of your life's effort, right? Uh, it was pretty cut and dry, mm-hmm. and, and, and you had no say. Now, what they've done, though, is they've turned everybody into sort of slavery lights. They're like, well, what they discovered is the same thing they discovered with cows. With cows, if you keep them all tight in a barn in their individual stalls mm-hmm. and milk them for all they're worth, eventually they stop giving milk. They become unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the farmer's are like, what's going on? We These cows are still young. They should. <laughs> And what they found out was that if they just put a fence around some acreage mm-hmm. and give the cows the illusion of freedom... For you know some period of time every day or Mm -hmm. whatever, that when they come back to the barn and it's time for milking again, ah, they continue to give Mm. them milk.
4: Or better yet, just put a VR headset on them.
3: (laughs) This actually yes, it actually
4: does. No way. Because how can they move? they They don't. They don't. But there they are. It's still in the same tiny cramped stall that had gotten them to stop (laughs) producing milk, but because you have simulated the environment
3: of being in an open, fenceless field. Look, you're completely free. I mean, I guess uh, growing up in Wisconsin, I did see a number of uh, cow fields where cows just sort of stood there yeah <laughs> they didn't like move around much exactly right? why,
4: why would they need to they just kind of okay stand here chew my cud digest is basically their job wow so there they are stuck in this tiny little cell uh-huh. but they believe that they're free uh, it's getting like more and more matrix like every day well and and the obvious thing is realize that you're in a cell and realize what makes up that cell. Because we aren't kept by by physical means. We're kept by social manipulations. And the reason they can extract our life's effort is because we keep using the thing that they can make at no cost. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we start making things that they can't make at no cost and use that how we exchange, mm-hmm. then we get free. We get out of the cell. And we get to actually reap the rewards of our life's
3: effort. Or at least be in control of our life's effort, right? Like, the, the premise of uh, libertarianism, anarchism, voluntarism is just self-ownership. Do I own me? Yes, I do. Uh, should I be in control of everything I say, think, and do? Yes, absolutely I should. Should anyone else be able to appoint a master over me? No. Should I be able to appoint a master over anyone else? No. I mean, like, I can't really dumb it down anymore. I can't simplify it anymore. Well,
4: so here's what happens, man. I'll tell you, because I had this argument with Bonnie that, like, guess what? If you command someone or buy someone killing someone, you're a murderer. If you hire a hitman, you're just as much a murderer as if you put the knife in yourself. And people believe that that's false. And they believe that you can dilute evil. And because this evil is
3: diluted among 300 million people, it isn't evil anymore. It's weird, that's my argument for voting or not voting, I guess, <laughs> right? Because the obfuscation of of ascribing a master to somebody else or even to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't make it any less evil. Right. And, and that's that's the trickery. That oh is, well, yeah. well I'm only one three hundred millionth of the genocidal maniac. Yeah, you can't throw like a seven layer dip in between the evil of like hiring a murderer, right? And your uh, your money changing right. hands to you know get them to do it for you, right? And if you believe that you can dilute responsibility that
4: way, then it all makes total sense. Whereas if you realize the truth that the hitman. And the one that hired him are now both guilty of that murder that you don't reduce the power of evil by by getting
3: more people to do it. Right. Well, then you can start to see what's really going on. And this is why I, I continually refer to like things like presidents dropping bombs. Right. Because they are just as guilty mm-hmm. as the guy who pulled the trigger. Yeah.
5: Well, they they are the commander in chief. Right. Yeah, by their their own title. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah,
4: yeah. Neither of you is the least bit less guilty. Not for I. Well, I didn't get my hands dirty, or well, I was
3: just following orders. Right. Well, you're both guilty, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You can't obscure uh, right and wrong by inserting levels of bureaucracy uh, or or otherwise attempting to obscure responsibility for the actions. I, I agree. i I can't think of a a better way to sort of like simplify that for everyone uh who's listening well that's what the matrix
4: is that's what's distracting us and giving us an illusory world and keeping us from realizing the truth of our own power because if we were actually profiting off of the technological innovations that we're making we would be wealthy beyond our imagination
3: and they would run out of power We are out of time. Thank you, Peakless Mountaineer, for joining me. Good to see you again, Kahuna. Thank Thank you you for joining as well. Thank you to all of our listeners and our callers as well. We hope you had a good time. If you missed any part of tonight's broadcast, find the archives over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.
7: Dot com, GCNfood.com. com
0: That's 818-984-6100. dot